following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Bang! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 131 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump, and this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We bring you this podcast every Monday for free right here on this very feed. If you already aren't make sure you're following us over on social media it's at pwtcast on instagram and twitter as well as you can head over to patreon patreon.com forward slash pwtcast uh tomorrow i will be putting out a full schedule of what you can expect to come uh last friday we released uh red notice the netflix original with gal gadot the rock and ryan reynolds of course myself and, and trevor outlaw who's been doing this with me it was a fun uh in-person one and uh yeah with this month you know, the upcoming month being February. Uh, if you want to sign up for the Patreon, wait until the first so you don't get double charged. But of course, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Again, I'll be releasing the full schedule of uh, what what's what's to come. I'll, I'll give you a little preview, a little hint. The first episode, we'll be talking about Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, very fun movie. Trevor and I go down, go down memory lane on that one, where we were at the time it came out, how we feel about it, whether or not we want to see that Muppet Dracula play. Uh, but of course, all that is available over at PWTCast or patreon.com forward slash pwtcast uh this episode is a very special episode for, for for many reasons uh one of course as you can tell by the title um our very own patreon uh you know friend patron of the show uh member of the pwtcast katie fabe katie skinner is on this week and you know it's a very special episode with 131 being you know everyone celebrates their 131th anniversary of something you know uh i brought back uh, a special guest of ours of course uh stank so this is a fun episode so if you heard the intro it's a little different it's the you know scrump and stank one because uh, of course I, I brought back stank for this one it's a very fun it's a very long interview um as you guys know dave and i can talk for hours and with throwing katie into the mix very much the same thing so i decided all right we'll just old old-fashioned intro uh outro uh you know not too long but of course uh you're not hearing cousin jeremy on this and clearly you're not hearing stink either um i decided again like i'll just mix it up a little bit they're in a little bit of fun um i've been a couch potato all weekend um just been watching tv specifically this new show archive 81 that we'll talk about a little bit but about that but uh right next onto that couch uh was someone else just watching tv with me i mention her weekly all the time um, well not all the time for the last few months i've mentioned her um she's of course my wonderful girlfriend veronica this is the first time she's ever done a podcast i believe and uh i was like uh you know what babe you're doing the intro and outro with me so uh here it is ladies and gentlemen veronica how are you veronica I'm doing great, actually. Now, you normally listen to these. Are you still going to listen to the actual interview portion? I will, yes. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, again, we mentioned we've been watching a lot of TV this weekend because Friday night we went to go see Scream 5. Well, they call it just Scream Um you and I hadn't seen this, and we were like shocked that we hadn't seen just anyone talk about it. And it's a really good movie. Like, um, without getting too much into spoilers, like I really liked it. I think it's like people were saying, like, oh, it's probably the best since like the first one. And 
Um, I think I definitely enjoy this one more than the second one because I think to me it's like one, two, and then after that it's kind of just, I don't know. How did you like it? I'm a huge Scream fan, and I actually thought this one was really good, but like you had mentioned, um, I was just very surprised not to see any spoilers or anything like that online, especially following so many horror hashtags and stuff on Twitter and Instagram. It's a little weird not seeing anything this whole time. Yeah, they gave it like the Avengers Endgame treatment of they were like, shh, no spoilers, Um, which is definitely like a fun, eventful movie, but definitely not one that like I would be like, no spoilers, Uh, but definitely a very fun uh, movie that if you guys haven't seen, I would uh, definitely recommend going to check out because again, um, probably one of the better Scream ones and like uh, whether or not they do another one, I don't know. Like, do you? like would you want to see another one do you think like i like personally with me i was like you know what if you kind of just leave it at this i think it's fine but like would you want to see another one of these absolutely yeah it's like one of those things where it just can't end it's like final destination or like the saw movies or you know the jason movies you can always pull a story out of another one like you know the whole storyline you'll find something small and you could just bring it back and go off of that they they don't have an ending but you know, I, I'm at bump. You mentioned Final Destination with like a lot of horror movie franchises getting like reboots. I'm almost bummed that like Devin Sawa dies in Final Destination because he's getting like a career resurgence and like he's someone that I'm like, yeah, fuck it, like do those movies again. But like he, <laughs> he dies, so it would spoiler. Sorry <laughs> for anyone who hasn't seen uh, Final Destination, you he, had your chance, yeah, you had your <laughs> chance. Uh, sorry. But uh, yeah, no, we watched that. We watched this uh, this latest episode of Euphoria for those of you guys who have been listening. Um, I've been finding out a lot of people are Euphoria fans. Your friend, for, friend of the show, Brody King himself, commented on my status. I, I was talking about it. Um, yeah, I think you and I have been a little like torn on this season because it's uh for those of you guys who follow the show and again don't worry no no spoilers um it's probably mark and vivian uh who oh i know katie she also watches it because we talk a little bit about it then and uh yeah maybe like a few other handful of people but like um i don't care about rue i don't either i'm over it i just i think they're giving it too much attention and i'd rather them focus on you know, more other conflicts right now. Yeah. Like there's so, like, I feel like with this season, uh, like there's so many interesting characters. There's just so much to unpack this season. And I feel like they're still focusing on her being an addict and I'm just, I'm over it. I don't care anymore. Like I, I just don't really care about her or Jules. So same. Yeah. For, for any of you for your fans out there, uh, let us know how you feel about this because again, um, I get it. Some people, it is their cup of tea and like, they really love, you know, they love Zendaya and they love Rue. But like, to me, it's like, oh, come on. It's the most boring character on the show. Like, let's like, I, like at one point I got up, I think I was like getting like something to drink or something. You paused it and I was like, no, 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 you didn't have to. I was like, I did not care about like whatever the fuck was going on with her. You felt the same with the finale too. When they have that whole like dance number going on and you're oh, like, no, my God. Like, just fast forward. Yeah. A fucking 10 minute, like <laughs> dance musical sequence, which I'm not a fan of musicals as is. What? You just told me on the couch. You love musicals. I the, the only musical. There's two musicals that I will watch. One is Sweeney Todd, the Tim Burton one. And I guess I always forget it is technically a musical, but South Park, the, like the movie, um, aside from that, I'm just like, Oh, Get them away from me. I hate I just, I, I just love that they're covering Oklahoma in, in Euphoria because I'm not a fan of musicals, but I love Oklahoma. 
I absolutely love that music. I only know Oklahoma because in the Watchmen uh, TV show, they go to like Oklahoma. Like in the first episode, they go to like a, a play of Oklahoma that, that they're presenting. So that's my only reference to that. I know it's a play. Mm-hmm. I myself have never seen it, but I know it is a play. It's fantastic. You should. I I will take your word for it, um, but again, we we just finished right now. There's this Netflix show called Archive Eighty One. Um, it's like eight episodes. Um, I, I think I think someone at work. I met him in Eric, who told me like, "Oh yeah, you should watch it." And I was like, "Yeah." Then I mentioned to you I'd seen some like little vague things on TikTok, and I was like, "Oh okay, this this seems kind of interesting." Um, without okay, without spoiling things, what's the show about? Like, how would you describe the show? I don't really know what to compare it to. I mean, you're getting into, like, dimensional things and things like that. And I would say if you've ever seen Dark on Netflix, it's very comparable to that. Like, and I mean, I don't, I really don't hear anyone talking about that show either. So I don't know if that's any help. But So, um, yeah, so, so the plot sort of revolves around there's a man named Dan who he restores old movies, old VHS tapes. And he is... Uh, uh, I believe it's Matthew Modine. No, it's not Matthew Modine. It's another. It's another actor. But he uh, hires him to restore these old VHS tapes. Um, there, there's a building that caught on fire, and it's like a whole mystery surrounding. And he's restoring these tapes because there's a woman by the name of Melody who recorded a bunch of stuff. And he's like, "We just need you to restore these tapes." And the more and more he's restoring these tapes, uh, some shenanigans are afoot. And uh, it's weird with some of these Netflix originals. Like, sometimes I, I feel like a lot of these shows don't really know how to stick the landing. Like, even then, like, there was a lot of stuff that we sort of called by, like, episode five, episode six. Like, there was right. some stuff where it's just like, oh, okay, like, eh, like, I get it, you know. Um, but I, I think, like, if, if you guys have some downtime and, again, just want to kill, you know, eight hours have have some time you're you know boba fett is isn't until wednesday and uh you know peacemaker isn't until thursday and you're like oh i need something to watch um i would definitely check it out like especially if you like like i saw someone described it as like blair witch project meets midsummer which i was like mm, not at all not at all no. yeah i was like that's not um yeah it is sort of and i guess it's good because there's not really something you can compare it to um again i like i liked all of it it definitely towards like the last two episodes I felt were a little weak. Um, but reading some stuff with the creator definitely seems like they're putting all their eggs in this basket for a season two and uh fun little twist with the ending. So yeah, if you're into like supernatural kind of spooky shows, ooh, um, would definitely check that out. I can't wait for the TikTokers to get a hold of it and just like pull it all apart and put it on my algorithm so I can read more into it because I know there's a lot more that we probably missed. It's like one of those things where you watch something and then you watch it a second time and you're like, oh, I was so busy focusing on this the first time I watched it. I didn't even notice this little detail. So I think that'll be cool to see. I'm sure there's people out there doing it already. Yeah, no, well, that's how I found out like about the show as well too because there's like some stuff where, like I follow a lot, there's a lot of TikTok pages I follow that are like just straight up fucking crazy conspiracy theorists or just like, the United States government is hiding giants from you, and this is how it happened in Afghanistan. Like, just bad shit theory. Because I love, like, 
like I love just hearing people's batshit theories sometimes. You know, like I know he's public enemy number one, but like Joe Rogan, like I like I would like it. I would love when he would bring on these people who would like, uh, like have these like theories about like what happened to ancient Egypt or what happened to like these older civilizations because some stuff is like, oh yeah, that does make sense, and then some shit would be so batshit crazy like out of left field that I'm like. Yeah, maybe it was the Anunnaki aliens that did all that. They're just so sure of themselves, though, that you start to believe them. You're like, this does kind of make sense if I look at it from this angle. Like, I don't know. I love conspiracy theories. Yeah, no, there's definitely some. Like, the more fun ones are fun. The one mm-hmm. where it's just like, everybody in the deep state is a pedophile. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, man. That one's not really that fun to talk about. Like, let's talk more Next. about. Yeah, it's like, what about Mothman, huh? How about that? Uh which yeah depend listen depending how veronica likes this uh she might be appearing more on on the podcast talking some conspiracy stuff so we'll have to see um but yeah like i mentioned um again this week's episode is a little bit of a longer one so uh not much for me and veronica which is popping in for the intro we'll we'll pop back in again for the outro uh very again for for those of you guys who have been around for you know since the beginning uh, even with pro wrestling tees, want to give a, a huge shout out. Uh, as many of you know, there I was I was causing uh causing havoc on the internet. And that is how I will address it. It was a, it was quite a maneuver I pulled. And uh, listen, I, I just at the end of the day, support who you want to support. There's plenty of t-shirt shops out there. Um, I just purchased one on Effie merch, Effie's merch site because uh, support wrestlers. You know, um, but everyone who has been fucking awesome to pro wrestling tees want to give a huge shout out. A huge shout out to Drew Boyd. That's my boy right there. Fucking love Drew Boyd. Drugzillini as well. Um, always got a shout out to Drugzillini. Always. <laughs> I always say my, my uh, the two people that I can always guarantee a retweet from you and Drugzillini. Uh, but yeah, thanks to everyone who supports, uh, you know, pro wrestling tees, PWT cast, all that stuff. We fucking love you guys. And uh, let's let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. Again, Katie, now part, you know, she was someone who started out as a fan, uh, now a member of the staff, and now she's on the fucking podcast. And again, just you guys know how fucking whenever we bring people on who who work here, how how lost in time we can get. There's so much stuff about Katie that we didn't even talk about that literally it's like at the end, Stank's like, oh, we didn't even talk about this, this, or that. And I was like, oh, fuck, we didn't. So uh definitely will be a part two but uh for now you're gonna go ahead and listen to part one with uh our pro wrestling t's own customer service uh agent representative not sure what i'm gonna put on the the promo picture but uh none other than katie fabe aka katie skinner dave a lot of people know that when it comes to numerology some people they they take like a lot of uh you know importance in some of these numbers you know <laughs> 69 yes, 100 nice. 200 things like that like it's just big milestones yeah. if you're WWE you often don't know like they're like it's a 25th anniversary and you're like that's only the 24th show yeah. regardless um here at the PWT cast one i decided i was going to be a little WWE about it because this sure. is after all episode 131 which is a monumentous yeah episode one to be celebrated how many podcasts make it to 131 episodes not many not many so i uh, i was a little mystic man about me i said cousin jeremy get the fuck out of here mm-hmm. you know i'm bringing in stone cold steve austin for for one night only much like wwe during the pandemic sure yeah um 
and you know you were like all right but i'm i'm not just coming back for any for anyone any no jabronis Jane. Yeah, yeah no no jabronis we sat there and we said well all we know is jabronis <laughs> yeah maybe except for one except for one yeah. yeah maybe it's about time uh we get her on here because of course she's been someone who's been supporting us since day one since before yeah. the podcast even really existed and despite me begging begging frank don't hire her please <laughs> i you cut my salary as long as it means we don't hire her well he did it yeah. and she's been a very integral part of the wonderful customer service that we offer it's it's a wonderful maneuver on our part that we offer such wonderful customer service um and again like she's someone who has been around pro wrestling tees and just kind of us in general like she's yeah. she's seen us flourish from little baby birds to little mid-sized birds yeah little hefty pigeons not like the full-grown dirty ones you see but yeah. like little in-between ones um and so of course told her hey you have to come on here episode 131 is a monumentous event mm-hmm. uh so ladies and gentlemen without any further ado katie fabe herself hello that was such a beautiful introduction number one number two it was really hard to not laugh out loud during all of that <laughs> what was funny about it yeah just I, the whole so thing fucking funny. the whole thing what am i get her, out of, get her out of here being, i told you i told bring you jeremy back in. yeah bring jeremy back in being in the same room as you two on a regular basis now is definitely one of the funniest and most exciting things ever so well i gotta say i'm jealous of you because you like i again i'm my life is not changing as much as I really only see David, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yep. But mm-hmm. and even and then, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, no, you too, yeah. But yeah. you're you're in there for all the the wonderful conversations <laughs> that uh, tend to happen in there because, you know, every now and then it happens to anyone, you know, myself included. You walk by and it's like. So do you think a raccoon could fight a bear hypothetically if the if you know depending what stasis of you know hypothermia the bear was in and it's just like yeah how much urine would you drink for $500 Exactly like yeah. questions of that nature Sure um which no, not a lot Yeah no I'm just cataloging all the answers for when I'm rich <laughs> and then I'm going to make y'all play it out but. You're like, are you guys uh, are you guys particularly familiar with Squid Game? <laughs> no. All right, well, just come over here. How yeah. much? How much do you really want that money? Uh, but yeah, no, Katie, you've you've been with us for exactly how long now? Oh, about four months now, almost to the day. Now you see, you you've definitely got like the one up on on some people because uh, there's definitely been some people who who have asked to be on and we're like, oh, you got to wait the uh, probational period of. Yep. I don't know, whatever we would say. Um, but yeah, you, you sort of, you, you jumped the line and rightfully so because you got one of the most important jobs like at Pro Wrestling Tees. Like, why don't you tell people a little bit about what you do there? So I do customer service for Pro Wrestling Tees and Shop AEW. Um, so answering a lot of emails throughout the day and taking some phone calls, some nicer than others. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some interesting experiences here so far. But yeah, that's pretty much what I do. That's my role here. And prior to that, what like what were you doing that sort of prepared that made you like, or was it was it like me where you're just like, I'll do anything. I'll answer phones. Well, I've always, I mean managing salons for the last thirteen years definitely prepared me for a customer service environment. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of, we were just talking about crazy pageant moms. That's kind of what it's like to deal with an angry client in the salon world. So some some brutal customer service work there. This is definitely toned down a bit from that. 
Well, I mean, I imagine it's easy if, you know, if Dave orders a a hook t-shirt and it's, you know, it's the wrong size or something as compared to if Dave wants a a blowout and you accidentally just yeah, give him a mohawk. <laughs> it is a little different than that. Yeah, much yeah. easier to fix a a shirt mistake than a hair mistake. Well, I got to say, so um when we were looking for another customer service rep, you messaged me. And like I I was very happy at the prospect of you working at the shop. Mm-hmm. But then again, I was like but it's the customer service spot, which typically it gets the brunt of a lot of those uh, angry people. And, you know, like we actually talk about it a lot in the PWT room where it's like, you know, you can get frustrated, especially when you're as passionate as most wrestling fans are, right? And you're excited and the CM Punk's here and, oh, oh, so Hook got sent. And then you want to represent that and we get that. But like sometimes Mistakes do happen, mm-hmm. or you know we're mid pandemic still, like eighteen years later, and shipping isn't as fast as we'd like it to be. And so, I anytime someone says something about pro wrestling, he's good or bad, I always say you know the customer service. You, uh, Maggie, Julio, Julio. First of all, the three the the triad of nice people at the shop. But, like, some of the weird vitriol they get, some of it's, like, so over-the-top and performative. It's, it's like watching Ernest or something. <laughs> um, so, That's you know, it, it's not as stinging as it's meant to be. But, like, some people say some really mean stuff to you. It's, it's really crazy. I, I wish they didn't, but... Well, I got to say, like, I, it's... Like, I, I worked customer service prior to, to working here. I was, like, at Kohl's for, like, two or three years. And a lot of it was just that, just just people upset and... Because of that, like anytime I speak to anyone in customer service, it's like, I get it. You are just following procedure, you know, but some people just are really like mm-hmm. entitled and, and don't understand that. And again, it's always a fucking, it's how you were raised, honestly. The, the environment yeah. in which you came up with, I'm not saying you have a terrible, you know, family or anything. Sometimes you're the terrible one that, you know, doesn't retain all right. this information, but it is sometimes like a thankless job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm happy for Maggie because oftentimes I've found myself that the people that complain about customer service typically haven't ordered with us in X amount of time. And the one time when they were trying to, you know, fix their one issue, it was one person dealing with various issues, you know, yeah. as opposed to here's oh a, God. here's a team of you guys now that can, you know, do what, cause even then sometimes like Michael will take it upon himself, you know, to, to try and help people Frank, like it's, yeah, and as much as it is a core team of three, sometimes like any one of us will have to yeah. like step in and, and try and help. Well, let me tell you too, like if you have a customer service issue and you get Katie and you, or you get Maggie or you get Julio, be glad because like Michael used to do a fair amount of it. <laughs> I've seen some Sorry. of Maggie's replies, very, very, uh, uh, empathetic, very effusive, very like, Oh, I'm very sorry. Uh, please understand, you know, we're having shipping delays, but we'll get this out to you. Michael will be like, okay, I'll look into it, period, <laughs> send. <laughs> and it, it's, you know, I can see people yelling at him, but not the other three. Yeah, and it, again, it, it's because of that that, like, again, I don't envy you. Like, when people ask, like, what's your favorite thing about your job? To me, honestly, the the, the one thing and the most sincere thing is not having to personally deal mm-hmm. with customers. Like, there is, like, some, you know, a lot of times in – in the back of the shop, if ever there's like a one hour tea issue, 
you think the print manager would be the one to deal with it, but typically he's watching a movie, so I'll like step in. If not, <laughs> if Frank is unavailable, you know, I'll step in and just like and try and help that. And again, a lot of the times it is just like hear what they have to say. Okay, I can't do A, B, and C, but I could do you know every. I this is what I can do. Mm-hmm. I did forget what came after A, B, and C, for those wondering. <laughs> he paused for a second. Yeah, I paused for a second. Uh, D, E, F? Yeah. You got yeah. this. That's right. Hey, listen, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a product of the Chicago public school system. It's fine. But, and, like, that's the thing that I like about you guys, because, you know, like, sometimes, um, like, especially with, like, some of the things that I do, like, sometimes, like, uh, posters or stickers will go by the wayside, you know? And sometimes it's that, like, Maggie or you will be like, hey, did, do you know if this ever went out? And I'm like, I don't know. We print a lot of Kenny Omega posters, you know, but it's like one of those things like we'll get it taken care of. And, you know, sometimes you can message, you, you buy something and you message them and they're like, oh, well, sorry. And, our, and it says that it shipped. So, mm. but like you guys are really good at like dealing with that. Yeah. It's, I, I have learned and I've told Maggie, she has like a, phd in shipping and international shipping it's kind of amazing yeah um she has a solution to to everything and i will say like 90 percent of our customer service issues are with shipping since i've been here anyway and yeah of course due to a pandemic and customs delays and things like that that are happening now but um yeah some of the stuff she does is wild i i don't even imagine doing that on my own that like she's done for so many years it's crazy well, she she was doing that, and then she was doing it from home, and she was doing it from home with two kids. Oh yeah, like oh, well, not just two kids with a two year old and a toddler. Yeah, yeah, she's a saint like for sure. Kids, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but you know, and again, it's like with any company, you'll you'll mostly get like flack, and that's why like I tend to I tend to take it a little bit more personal more than others when it's just like no, like you know, our customer service is good. Like you're yeah. just kind of a shitty person that because again, <laughs> and it's, it's from my experience in working on customer service. Sometimes people will come up to you say, "This is my problem," and you fix it. And other times it's, "This is my problem," and this is what I want. And it's like. Well, no, <laughs> no. Number one, I'm not going to reprint every single thing in your order because yeah. one pin didn't make it there. Like, and I, I can't next day air it if you live in Sydney, Australia. Like, yeah. Well, and the other thankless part too is like, there's a problem. One, you call to get it fixed, and you're angry, and you know who knows? Maybe you're having a bad day, and this is the only outlet you have is this poor person on the other side of the phone. You f- you can fix it perfectly and you know many many times you you get good it should have been done that way anyways instead of realizing you didn't print it you didn't ship it mm-hmm. i'm doing my part in the department well but you just get the brunt of all the mistakes so yeah you yeah. definitely have to be willing to be a little bit of a human punching bag yeah. most of the time yeah. uh now again you you belong to an exclusive club of people who transitioned myself included and i, I think dave as well who transitioned from customer to you know employee when did you like when did you find out about like pro wrestling like do you remember like when you start becoming a customer of like pro wrestling tees um yeah i i mean i started going to freelance shows i had a friend take me to my first freelance show i want to say like probably four years ago mm-hmm. um and just instantly became enamored with everything going on there and everyone involved it was such a good time so i was buying a lot of merch 
there, um, but then wanted more options. Like at the time, I was really into the ladies fitted t-shirts, you know, things that they're not going to have readily available at shows. And that's how I stumbled upon pro wrestling tees. And I've always enjoyed being a customer. So I thought, hey, maybe I'd like to go hang out with those cool people every day and talk wrestling. So what what has it been like expectation-wise versus reality, just working at Pro Wrestling Tees? Oh, that's a really good question. I, I'm not sure I came in with, like, a lot of, you know, crazy expectations or anything. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like, stepping into that office um, for the first time, because our, our office is, you know, a very small group of people, the Pro yeah. Wrestling Tees office. It's It was definitely a little bit intimidating. Um, but then the second I got to know all of you, I was like, okay, these are just like the the most wonderful, <laughs> nicest, biggest group of nerds I've ever met. And I feel so comfortable. And I, I wasn't expecting that right away. But I, I instantly was like, ah, this is my place. These are my people. I will say that is like kind of one of the like good things about the staff is like, especially because like we are growing. You know, we are mm-hmm. literally like, do we, we keep growing? Um, like we're looking for someone now. Send your resume over to Frank at onehourtease.com if you're interested in the position. If it hasn't already been filled. Which, by the way, the most emails we've ever gotten for a position. Yeah, he's sending out like 100 emails yeah. today. Yeah, which is the thought of Frank Insane. having to sift through 100 emails is <laughs> adorable. <laughs> but um, the, the one good thing, it's like, you know, like again, some like Dave and I and like other people who have been there longer, like I always like it's one of those things where at least I don't know how it is. Well, you, cause you're there less often, but yeah. like the way I, sometimes like I come in and there's just someone new at a yeah. station and it's always like, and it's one of those things where like, I'll like, I won't immediately go over there and like, Oh, Hey, hi, my name's Alberto. Mm-hmm. Like if I see them struggling with something, yeah, sure. Like I'll, I'll go over there. But sometimes it's one of those things where it's like, all right, let's see what this Katie is about. <laughs> that um, is one of the really funny things when I started is I, you know, Maggie just kind of walked me through the building was like, oh, these, this is everyone. This is everyone. So my only introduction was kind of like a hello, hey, yeah. hopefully I'll meet you later. So I wasn't really directly introduced to everyone in the entire company until I just started asking what their names were. And um, I think shocking people by being like, oh, hey, I know your name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, was it a thing for like again because like you listen to the pot one your friends you know like again with us with right. Nick with Castro so you I think you kind of came in with that you already know yeah quite a few people definitely but also because you listen to the podcast I'm sure you're like oh that's Paul like yeah I mean it was really funny the first day for sure I yeah I knew there was Michael in our office and then I was like it took a couple days before I was like oh that's stupid, stupid Michael. Michael you're like now I get it got it. <laughs> I totally get it. And it was literally, you're like, stupid Michael. Yeah. It's just uh, like a light bulb went off. Speaking of uh, yesterday, like, I always te- tell everyone how busy I am, which I am generally, but like. A lot. <laughs> I, I was so, we had a great day yesterday. <laughs> I, I was busy. And then, like, so, like, my wife is working from home as well. She's like in the kitchen. And uh, so I, I'll go, like, fill up my water. And she's like, how's your day going? I was like, oh a nightmare so much stuff to do and then like 20 minutes later she came by and she saw me photoshopping like a hamburger hat on michael's head and she's like i thought you were busy i was like i know but i have i was like everyone's doing photoshops i gotta do one too so we kept photoshopping dumb hats on his head because he he's wearing a dumb hat from kangle right now <laughs> so for context because we gotta address this because i think you yeah. were you were there when i when i did it so um 
Again, I, I was just like I, you weren't over there, so I didn't really have a reason to 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 be over there, right? Um, so I'm like walking by, and and Ryan's talking to like everyone, you know. And I'm like just walking by, say hi to Jimmy, and I look over, and I'm just like I literally just stop in my tracks. I stop, and I'm staring over over past Julio, and there I see fucking Eminem after he's been fucking clean. <laughs> I see Che Guevara having just yep. come back from taking his fucking motorcycle ride through El Salvador. The Cuban dictator himself, fucking I, Fidel. Yeah, Hillary. young Fidel. Yeah, young Fidel. <laughs> Michael has this new hat. Yeah, like the communist army cap. Yeah, literally yeah. like the communist army cap. Now, he had told people he was going to get a Kangol hat. Yeah. What do you think of? What do you guys think of when you hear? Sam Jackson. LL Cool J. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with this they're like berets, kind of, yeah. Yeah, they look... But, yeah. I was surprised, and, and again, I haven't been here long, but I do remember him walking in, and I was like, huh, I've never seen him wear a hat before. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. He's interesting typically, choice. he'll wear a beanie. Yeah, I've seen him in a beanie, yeah. that's fair. But he was so proud of this Kangol hat, and he had been, he's like, oh, dude, I was on Kangol.com, this hat's coming. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I, <laughs> he's like, dude, it's so cool. He's so committed <laughs> to it. And, and, and I'm like, shut up. I'm like, are you still talking about this stupid hat? He's like, oh, it's gonna be so. You're gonna be so jealous. I don't think they make them in your size because your head's too big. I was like, I don't want a Kangol hat. And then he comes in. I was like, you bought that. And then I just kept thinking, like, can you imagine being proud about a bold style choice, <laughs> like a conversation piece? And then he comes in and every, like literally, this seemed like an like a coordinated attack. Everyone's like, what the fuck is that hat on your head? And he's like, what? It's cool. It's Kangol. And everyone's like, shut up. <laughs> You know what I, I what I will say though about Michael, as much shit as we give him, is he when it comes to his fashion statements, he can be ballsy because at yep. the holiday party, um, like I remember he's walking in and my girlfriend, she's like, oh wow, like look at Michael, like yeah, look, he's dressed snazzy, and I'm staring at him and I'm just like, one, the jacket he was wearing, it looked like he just fucking blew up Gotham Stadium, <laughs> you know, and told everyone they couldn't leave. But oh uh, you know he, he he looked like Mox right before he like exited WWE. It yeah. was it was an amazing jacket. But then he takes off his jacket and he literally looks like uh, there was an episode of SmackDown where Batista comes out in a white turtleneck with the like world heavyweight title. And I was like, you know what, Michael? That's actually that's actually an okay look. Yeah. Like for Christmas, he should or for Christmas for Halloween, he should just buy like the old you know big gold WCW belt. And come in as Dave Batista. I think he kind of looked like Gru <laughs> from Despicable Me. <laughs> he could be Gru, and then Johnny can be a minion. I will. I will say though, because we we love Stupid Michael. Like we say Stupid Michael affectionately, but like my wife, like so I'm photoshopping this hamburger hat on him. <laughs> She's like, "You guys are too mean. This is going too far. You're bullying him." I was like, "No, he does like until you know him, like it is kind of mean." He loves it though. But he loves it. He he lives for it. And every now and again he doesn't. Like you can tell like he'll shut down and he'll you'll hear him like typing like really hard on his computer. I'll be like, "What? I'm busy." And then you can tell, "Okay, we got to pull it back." But like for the most part, he revels in it. And then he dishes it out just as much as we give it to him. So Oh, yeah, he um yeah, when when there is something for him to to tease you about. Yeah. <sighs> and w whenever I'm there, it's almost nobody can hear it, but he's He's constantly whispering under his breath, just loud enough for me to hear. Him, like you, stupid fucking bitch, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, stank. I'm like, what'd you say? He's like, nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, he's I'll definitely gonna shoot me one day. 
yeah and and you know in like some of you guys like hear this and i genuinely feel like bad for people like and i've talked about it when i see people that post about like and it's typically people with these giant corporate jobs you know who are like oh i fucking i hate you know mm-hmm. uh, i hate uh, nick in accounting this fucker he knocked my gelatin out of the fridge and now i didn't have a fucking snack for later <laughs> you know or it's like oh you know did you guys go hang out after work and it's like no nobody invited me it's like i would rather eat a denim jacket than hang out with anyone else in my department but like conversely like it's just the complete opposite here and and part of that camaraderie and like again like sometimes we get people that like don't necessarily fit in you know there's sometimes there's people who like clearly hey they're clocking in they're clocking out and that's that and uh, cool good on them you know like that's totally fine but then we you know sometimes you have someone like you you know who's one of those like legos that we can just stick right in there and like it doesn't it doesn't feel like oh hold on you can't really joke about those things around katie just yet we have to see how it is well for instance on slack i'm constantly sending like michael Vinny, and julio and maybe brad and jimmy like the grossest things and i was making an observation on how pornographic HBO has been getting with some of their shows. And they're like, yeah, right. And so I found a GIF. I, I won't say what it is, but, and I was like, I was like, Katie, I'm going to post something very pornographic. I don't know if you want to see it or not, but I shouldn't assume that you don't want to see it. She's like, send it over. I'm game. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty disgusting GIF, <laughs> but it was pretty good. I was, I was surprised it was on a TV show. Yeah. Interesting stuff. HBO is getting really gross. Was it Euphoria? Uh, no. no uh, uh, deuces. Deuces. Maggie Gyllenhaal was in it. She plays a porn. Okay. I'll just... Oh, I thought the disgusting part was Maggie Gyllenhaal. I was like, <laughs> David. No. So I'll describe it. There were bodily fluids being flown everywhere in this clip. I was like, that's hardcore pornographies don't even have this much, you know, fake fluids. I gotta say, like, it's pretty amazing. I I, I recently started because you mentioned HBO and how graphic they can get. I recently started watching Euphoria and. Don't know if either you two. I yeah. haven't watched it yet. Euphoria. I'm obsessed with it. I think it's like, such a be- such a beautiful show. One, yeah, it's it's an eight eight twenty four. It's it's like their first foray, as far as I know, into like TV serial TV. Yeah, yeah you know Zendaya. She plays like a drug addict, a mm-hmm. recovering drug addict, and it's just it's it's a fun eclectic group of people. My only problem with this is that I don't see why they had to be high school kids, and you couldn't just make them like college kids right because there is a lot of like just straight up like oh this this is supposed to be a junior and you're seeing her getting railed uh, just like things like that and i'm just like um, there's a show on hulu i think it's hulu yeah called yellow jackets i've heard of it i've not oh, actually watched it also love that one and, so, and someone was like <laughs> hey do you watch yellow jackets i was like no but like it auto i was watching something and it auto played and the very first scene was like two high schoolers like like one was masturbating the other like and i was like holy shit like it was on the i wasn't even paying attention to the tv and you just hear oh oh i'm like holy fucking what the i guess i'm an old geezer now. that's what i was gonna say is it is it a thing that now like that we're old that we're you know we're getting older that it's just like well i don't think that that sexual intercourse was actually that appropriate well i mean i'll say i you know i i watch shows like that and i'm like the times have really changed. It's not like this when I was in high school, for sure. I rem- like I'm old enough to remember 
I think it was NYPD Blue. Michael Chiklis showed his ass. Or, no, it wasn't Michael Chiklis. Someone else. There was a sex scene, and the blanket exposed like one of his buttocks, and everyone was like, "Whoa, what's going on?" Or um, saying "ass" or "bitch." I was like, "Can they say that on FX?" And now they're just saying like "fuck." And like, yeah, I'm like, "Holy crap!" Like, I guess like the cord cutting has really changed everything, but it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, listen, just the other week, you know, on, on Dynamite, you you had one person trying to get a shirt over that says GFY, and then you have Mox fucking just come over and say, hey, go fuck yourself, which, I, again, is just, it's one of those things where, like, they didn't censor it. I'm sure the FCC was like, all right, you know, here's a fine. Yeah. But, no, yeah, you're right. Like, it is, it is one of those things. Like, I, so, like, I'll go down these, like, TikTok rabbit holes, specifically with music. Where it'll be like we had no business listening to this as a kid, and I know there there is an age difference between all all of us, but I'm pretty sure it's even the same. Like with you, where sometimes you listen to music and you're like, "Oh wow, this this song is about a rampant cocaine addiction," but <laughs> you know they they sound so pleasant singing it that it never occurred to me that you know it is about uh you know it, it's about fucking just someone really wanting their money from their prostitute. Well, I I was listening to a song. And again, I guess I'm just an ancient geezer, but like, it was fucking Maroon Five. They were playing uh, "Watermelon Sugar High." Is that a Maroon Five song? I think that's, no, that's Harry Styles. Oh, Harry Styles, maybe. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like listening to it, and you know, it's not my cup of tea. But like, Peyton was in the car with me. I was like, "Hey, you like this song?" She's like, "It's not what you, it, it's not about what you think it's about." I was like, "I don't know what I think it is about. What is it?" She's like. Daughters shouldn't be telling their fathers. I was like, so it's some sexual thing. I got no idea what it means. And I was too lazy to look it up, but. Wait, now I got to look it up. Yeah. I, you, I actually have no idea either. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, what? What? I'm going to go to our, this Urban Dictionary. Yeah, what's a watermelon sugar, sugar high? high? Um, Yeah, I mean, again, it's. We're learning. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. It's one of those things where, like, as a, oof. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, goodness. it's a good thing. It's a good thing your daughter was not telling you about what this. What is it? It is um <clears throat> according to urbandictionary.com, sponsor of the show this week. Uh <laughs> the high one gets after sex with a woman. The watermelon sugar is referencing a woman's sexual organ and how it tastes, hence why it tastes like a strawberry on a summer eve. Uh <laughs> also he also hints at the reference uh, when he says I want more berries. Uh <laughs> That lyric is very similar to Cake by the Ocean. Uh, sex and sexual organs are often compared to sugary type of desserts in songs. But he wants berries too? He wants it all. Huh. I don't know, but I can know. definitely... Uh, an- another one is... Uh, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> these other ones. Uh, watermelon Sugar High. The second definition they give is uh, when you see a woman with melons so perfect, you cannot stop daydreaming about them. Hmm. That's fair. The you know, mm-hmm. and then you mentioned Harry Styles, uh, a female orgasm confirmed by Harry Styles himself. Hmm. You know, so it's uh, a weird way to call it, but okay. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, strawberries on a summer eve is that like a a douche reference? Possibly, eve, like. But again, I think we're looking into it too far. Yeah, we, but these we've are, gone too far. But, too far. But these are the kind of conversations, Katie, that like you typically hear throughout the day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I imagine more so when like Frank is over there, right? Yeah, <laughs> Frank is um, just one of the silliest, silliest gooses I've ever met. 
He's so random. <laughs> now, you know, listeners of the show will be familiar with Frank in as much as Dave and I have had him on several times. And, you know, aside from that, we've, we've recanted many a story. What's it like? What's it like? Frank being your, your boss. Um, it's kind of like a box of chocolates. You just never know what you're going to get really, <laughs> but they're all, uh, very enjoyable. <laughs> I will, I will say it's if, always a treat. This sounds weird, but you, you have to be ready to receive his humor because like there's some people that have worked and don't work with us that like, they just don't get the humor and it's really like a big brother just goofing off with you. Um, but like, and I could tell like sometimes with new people, he'll test them to see how far they'll let him go. And so um, like we've had people that, that still work with us that I think didn't know what to do with the humor. And then they're like, it clicked one day and they're like, oh, okay, he's just fucking with me. So, but yeah, Frank is awesome. He's just a goof. Yeah. He's a big old goof. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It, again, oftentimes, like you mentioned, it, it's him sort of seeing how far he can go with something, and it, I the way I like I always tell like like the newer people, you know, it's just like say the most absurd, out of the box shit. Like if you're comfortable, if you're comfortable, do that because then it will it you know it it shows you that it shows him at least that he can you know he can go back and yeah. forth you know like calling you a donkey or something but then you know when when you know work needs to be done or something or he's praising you for something good you right. know he'll he'll do it like i often like tell people it's like if if he's not making fun of you and if he's not giving you a hard time he doesn't give a shit about you yeah, yeah odds are yeah he doesn't really and again it's like not personal it's not like he has it out for you it's right. just one of those things where and i do like i'll walk by and you know like uh sometimes when he's like talking talking to you guys and stuff and it's very much like oh okay like you know he he very much does does get along with you (laughs) i I think i've told this before on the show but like the like the very first time i met him he called me a dummy and like so like i had my own office separate from everyone and it was lonely there were no windows it was really dark and so like i would see people walk by it's gail's office now but like and I didn't have any real interactions. I'm like, oh, these guys think I'm a fucking weirdo, which I am, but like in a special way. <laughs> you didn't way. know yet. Yeah, you didn't know how much. And then one day I see Frank walk by my door. He stops and then he backs up. He goes, hey, real quick, what are the three R's of recycling? And I was like, what? He goes, quick. I was like, all right, uh, reduce, reuse. And I knew recycle was the third one, but I thought it was a trick question. I was like, recycle can't be the third R of recycling. And I was like, um, um, he goes, time's up. Hey, everyone, this guy in here, he's a fucking dummy like the rest of you. He doesn't know that recycling is part of recycling. I was like, what? And he just walked away and didn't say anything. I was like, what the fuck? But you mentioned like the, the big brother thing. Frank definitely has has that quality about him. Like there will often be times where like he'll tell me something. Like, so for instance, like two, three weeks ago, I was having car problems. I, I he's like, you need a new battery. And I'm like, all right, I'm sure, yeah, Frank. Frank knows all about cars now. I need a new battery. He's like, no, he's like, I'm, I'm telling you, you need a new battery. And I'm like, yeah, 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 sure, whatever. Jump my car. I'm like, it's fine. I don't need a new battery. Uh, about a week and a half later, I did wind up, my car was stranded here in the parking lot. My uncle and I switched out my battery. Everything's fine. That Monday, we're talking, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and then I want to go get a new battery. And he just, like, stops what he's doing. He looks up. He goes, 
oh, you need a new battery? I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, goes back to work. He goes, yeah, probably should have listened to me, huh? And there's so many <laughs> fucking instances of that, like so many. And it, very much like you say, it's like Big Brother. It's the same thing with me where it's like I purposely sometimes don't say things because, you know, like I'm like, no, no, no. I know what he's going to say. I don't want to take the and heat. Like, at, yeah, as it comes out of my mouth, it's like, oh, I'm about to eat crow for that, <laughs> aren't I? Um, yeah, he taught me how to, uh, he taught me about football squares today. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's easy. Yeah. Very cool big brotherly thing kind of to do. Yeah. I I will say when it comes to that, it is funny because he was trying to explain it to, uh, to Raul. uh, And I was just like, dude, I was like, just pick whatever. Because honestly, every it single doesn't matter. Yeah. Every every single year I've won money. I've either come in first or second place. I know nothing about football. I know. Or squares. Or squares. What's up with those? Yeah. I I told Frank, I was like, just pick my squares. I, I don't fucking care. Yeah. I was like, listen, I was like, just pick whatever. And that always just makes me laugh because everyone gets so, everyone gets so mad. Like the fix is in. Yeah. yeah like, oh, like Zisselman always gets so mad. He always gets, he's like, fucking guy doesn't even know anything about football. And I'm like, there's like, there's no luck to this. <laughs> Speaking of this, he, he was so mad. And, and Frank. Frank was like, "Hey, we're uh, I'm in this uh, group. We're doing a raffle for a PS5. Does anyone want one?" I was like, "Yeah, I already had a PS5." I was like, "Yeah, I'll do a raffle." And then I picked two spots out of like 45, and I won. This was so bad. He came over and congratulated me, but it was like through his teeth. He's like, "Congratulations for the PS5." You want to talk about getting PS5s and this has been being like both of your impressions of this, by the way. Just seething anger. You, you want to talk an about avatar of hate? Being angry about PS5s. Um, I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also with Frank. Yeah, it was also Frank. Uh, <laughs> it's sitting there. <laughs> so this was last year, if not maybe the year before. I think it was last year. Last year, so for Christmas. Yeah, so last year we we do Secret Santa at the at the office, as well as we all typically um, most people typically get each other gifts. Yeah, and. It had happened like the last two years in a row where like, let's say I have you, Katie, and I get you something and it's something shitty. And then Dave gets you something and it's cooler. And then like I see that interaction. And it's like, oh, well, fucking Birdo feels like shit. Right. So it was one of those things where I was like, hey, like, let's all just wait. Let's all wait till Monday because we're going to be back that Monday. Right. Bring each other gifts then, you know, and like telling everyone. Again, I'm the one enforcing this, uh, trying to enforce this rule of like, let's bring all our gifts for each other Monday. Don't worry about, don't, we don't want to ruin anyone's. Not me. I like coming in with a big wagon of gifts. (laughs) And you did. Mm. Man, you delivered. (laughs) My favorite. You're a really good gift giver. I like to be. So, and I was lucky enough to get you for a secret. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, we'll talk about Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, because the minute we brought up gift giving, I'm like, we need to talk about that. (laughs) But we, so yeah, everyone's swapping gifts and everything. And it was like, I think it was like Elisa was a pest in the out and it's like all right and then elisa's like oh wait she goes there's one more and pulls out this giant box and she's like it's for birdo and i'm like oh okay again so i assume everything is right. is from my secret santa so i opened up the first box it was awesome everything that i got fucking awesome it was mark he, he knocked that out of the park um loved everything he gave me it's that like, cool action iron man figure over there was one of them uh and then you know everyone's opening their stuff up and, and no one's like it's not like we're watching you know you open up your stuff right. and everyone's just opening up their own stuff and i go and i open up the box and i look it's a ps5 and i just like yep close it and then everyone's like opening their stuff and ryan's just standing there and he goes 
so what's up? What did you get? I was like, oh, like I got all this stuff from Mark or whatever. He goes, yeah, what's in the, what, what's in the big box over there? What's in the box? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, nothing. And at this point, everyone's kind of just like looking over. He's like, yeah, he's like, what's uh, what's in the big box? I was like, uh, <laughs> PS5. He goes, dude, you got a PS5? And now you feel like a piece of shit. And everyone's like looking, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. He's like, who gave it to you? I was like, Frank. He's like, why? I was like, I don't guess he loves me the most. Like, just trying to, like, laugh about it. And, like, haha, like, some people do kind of just, like, laugh and stuff. And you look over at Scare Me, and you could just see, like, fucking meltdown. He's Veins just, bulging. Yeah, he's, like, getting red. And then Zisselman, fucking. <sighs> you got a PS5? Cool. Yeah. From Frank? Yeah. Cool. He just walks away. And it's, like, one of those things. And then the other day, he finally gets a PS5. Uh, and he's like asking me PS5 related questions and I was like oh I have no idea he goes well when you use your PS5 I was like oh I've actually not opened it he's like <laughs> he's like what it's sitting right over it's there. literally sitting right over here but it, to be fair like my girlfriend gives me shit for this all the time I was like I was like I, I was like there's nothing that I want to play on it yet nothing has come out that I want to play on right. it yet like I've been using her switch to play Pokemon so I don't really have a reason to like play anything i'm gonna open it like clearly it's a fucking it's a ps5 like once that got a war drops forget you know yeah forget about it i'm gonna be doing that but the look on his face that for a year year and a half now he's been struggling to find one yeah and he literally just got one and my i was like no mine's been sitting up in my office since i got it well he was mad at me because i i have three you know not to brag but i have three ps5s in the house so he's like that's the last guy that deserves an extra ps5 <laughs> To be fair, I ha- I've had six total. Three, three of them I sold to people for below cost because I'm a good guy. I, I, I sold it to them for the price without even the tax. So, you know. But hey, and that's a very good thing for me because, as you mentioned, you're a gift giver. And same thing myself. I love yep. gifts. Which, again, in that instance, the one person who's like, nobody bring gifts so no one feels bad gets. And then they're all like, yeah, all right, gets, you didn't know about that. Gets the nicest gift, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we mentioned Katie for Secret Santa. You got stink. Um, talk a little bit about that because, again, stink. You've not been here for a while. I, I believe I would have have talked about it on that Christmas episode. Yeah. But um, what is it that you got stink for Secret Santa, Katie? <laughs> well, let me, let me just back it up a little bit here <laughs> because when we were, we're drawing names for Secret Santa. I was already a little concerned about doing it because I was like, oh, no one knows me. I don't really know everyone. Right. There's a few choice people that I could get in this situation where I think I could, like, do something pretty pretty good. And um, I just happened to draw Dave. And I was like, hell yes, this is going to be great. Um, By the way, the best Secret Santa gift I've ever gotten. Wow. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. By, like, a country mile. Um, I managed to find a taxidermied squirrel dressed as batman it's and i best. i saw it had to have it got it took it out of the box <laughs> i was like this is the most amazing thing ever yeah well so like i i was wondering like i've got really good gift discipline so like my wife will always i'll tell you what i got you i'm like nah, i'm good and it treasure nuts but like i really wanted to know who got me this year and no one would tell me i was like all right so then we're all exchanging gifts and someone hands me a bag and I see, so like 
I posted a picture of it on my Instagram. It, it's a squirrel, like in full Batman regalia, <laughs> holding a battering. And I saw the battering peeking up, like out of the tissue paper. I was like, okay, this is like a Batman <laughs> item. I was like, is it a statue? Is it like an unwrapped statue or something? And then I go like this. I, I you can't see me obviously, but like I peer through the clouds into the bag. I'm like, holy shit! And at first I was like, is this a giant rat? And I pulled, and it was a squirrel, obviously. But I gotta say, the thought counts the most. <laughs> but like, I know how much these things cost. So for like squirrel, I was like, I so I messed. I was like, I hope you didn't spend what I think you spent on this. And she said, it was my great joy to get you this. Like, the Christmas spirit was was coursing through everyone's veins at that point but yeah i mean it was awesome you know you you guys as you all know i love you know little taxidermy mice and uh so like that's it's like the biggest thing i own that was once alive i guess so very cool but like also to tie in with frank i think like two years ago like when i started getting these mice frank was like stank i hope you get me so i you get me like a a hulk mouse (laughs) and then i got him and then i got him like a gigantic hulk rat and so it was from the guy that did my other ones. And then I had to do like weird Frankenstein things of this thing. Like I bought like a, a wooden base and I put like metal pins in his feet and I glued him into the base. And then I got like a cloche, like a, like a little glass dome, like Beauty and the Beast to cover it. And so he's got it displayed in his office. But yeah, it is simultaneously the best thing I've ever seen and, and the most, most horrific. horrifying thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like sometimes like if I have to go in his office or something, you're like, like, like I, I just like peer over and I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. But it is also one of the things when I give tours of people's offices or like just the, the shop in general, I'm like, yo, you got to see this fucked up texture in your rat. Yep. Well, and that's one of the things too. When we had customers coming through, everyone would stop by and check out, you know, the little menagerie I've got going behind me. So little. like, I, I kind of, <laughs> yeah, I, I miss those. Days. And like, so like you haven't been there when customers were constantly coming through. I miss that. Like, I don't know. I don't know about you, but like. There was a time where I think people would come in and for five dollars, Kariba would take them on a tour of everything. It was like usually during like the really big weekends, and it was yeah. like when you're yeah, well you're like checking out. It's like oh hey, if you want a tour of the shop, we're gonna do it this many times or whatever. Right. And yeah, people would get like a, a full tour. So I mean, sometimes it was just people want a tour, you yeah. know, and like they'd be they like, would just right. come just to see the place, or even when you know when the retail store was still open, just having like ten people in there milling around, and then you know we got these doors it says for like Colt Cabana or employees only. And like people would just be peering through and we wave <laughs> at them and stuff. You know, it like, I miss that. Like we haven't had that in like two years, I guess. I, I regularly. Think, I, yeah. I think the one thing you've missed out on is like the wrestlers that come through. Yes. Yeah. And the meet and greets. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that was always one of like the fun things where like people would come through and you know, it's like, obviously some of the bigger names is just like, Oh my God. Like fucking, you know, so and so is there. Don't do anything. But then sometimes other people just come around and like are super cool, super nice to everyone. Yep. You know, like we've talked before. Like, like I remember when uh, Nick Aldis came in and he mm-hmm. it's just this handsome British man just walking around and everyone even dressed like, to the nines, dressed to the nines. Like, oh. And I think he was walking around with the NWA heavyweight yeah. title. Oh yeah, <laughs> he just carries it everywhere. It he was, was awesome. just carrying that nine pound of gold and it looked very, very good on him. Yeah, yeah, like you, you know, again. Yeah. Hey, I get to see Colt every few weeks. So yeah. That's always a joy. Uh, w- one of my favorite wrestler pop-ins, this is like right when, this is before AEW and before All In. Um, Cody had just made his list, and then they were talking about maybe doing an event, and Dave Meltzer was like, yeah, these guys couldn't sell out an arena. And then 
Cody made a comment. He said, give me six months of prep work and uh, a couple wrestlers, and I'll sell out the garden. And I made a, a horrible joke. I said, this guy couldn't even sell out an olive garden, just being dismissive and just an ass. And then, like, literally a week later, he shows up at the shop just to say hi. He had just got done working out around the corner. And then uh, I'm like, oh, I was like, Mr. Rhodes, pleasure. Like, he was glowing. Like, he had a beautiful tan, and he still had his black hair, and he looked great. And then stupid Michael's like, hey, tell him your Olive Garden joke. I was like, shut up. And then Cody's like, what? And I was like, nothing. It's the inside joke. <laughs> you know, it's funny about that time when he came. So I was I was out getting something. Like Ryan sent me on like some sort of delivery or something to pick up something. So I wasn't there. But I remember because you guys, like everyone took like a group picture and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, like you mentioned, he'd just come from like the gym. So he's just like glistening in that but also like in gym clothes yeah he's wearing like a cutoff and and something like if you go you probably find the picture somewhere but i remember i was like fuck i didn't get my picture with him and then like like i told ryan i was like what the fuck i missed a picture with cody and he's like oh he's like yeah you know you take a picture with birdo he was in here and so like we take a selfie and like he's leaving he has like all this luggage just like oh here like i'll help you you know whatever uh and again just normal cody and i'm not even being hyperbolic Every single time since that that moment that I've seen him, always just dressed to the nine, dressed to the two, yep. like like a floral print like laser. A f- yeah, yeah, just the most, which scared the shit out of Dave and I. Like we bet there was a all out or was it all out or all in? When he no, no. yeah, because we would have the podcast. It was like the first all out weekend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're having meet and greets and stuff at the store, and Ryan's like. Don't ask any of the wrestlers to be on your podcast. That's not how he said. It. He said, "Don't ask anyone to be on your stupid podcast." Yeah, like he made it very clear we are not to even, you know, broach the subject at because, all. Because again, it was it was the the Bullet Club boys. It was all you know yeah. the the top. Sure, don't worry about it. We won't bother anyone. And like at one point, I'm going through the garage, and Cody's just sitting there, like in the sweating. garage, sweating by himself. He's like, "Oh hey, what's up?" And then Ryan. Dude, why didn't you ask Cody to be on your podcast? Yeah, he was just sitting over there in the garage by himself. <laughs> so what do you mean? You fucking told us not to. Huh? Yeah, you told us not to. Oh, did I? Yeah, and then he's like, well, you should have. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, thanks. Thanks, bud. Yeah. What's it like wearing, working for Ryan? Because, again, like, aside from you being a member of, you know, like, uh, just the general fandom you were also like in, you know in our vip group and so you would see him you know interact with people like talk with stuff what's it like now like working with him because as many people know he's the most talkative you know person in the world <laughs> very expressive yeah we have uh we have tons of conversations we talk all the time um no i i i honestly don't interact with ryan a whole lot um he's come in and asked my opinion on a few things about posting certain things which i've been happy to give him but yeah he's a great guy he's a super nice guy very 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 nice very very generous man very yeah oh yeah absolutely I, I was in a meeting with him today with some other people and they were like you know about like maybe a project sometime and then they were like so you excited he's like yeah super excited and then he's like are you sure you don't look like it? he's like yeah i'm thrilled <laughs> just he just deadpans everything you can't you can't really get a handle on what he does. Yeah, he's always just kind of at that same like, level. Cool. Well, my uncle, he's been here painting his bar, and it's one of those things where he's just like, like he's just always used to around where he's just like, yeah, he he never cares. He's like he's like with this new bar project he has going on. He's just like, 
man, he goes, he, he's really excited about this, huh? I was like, why? He goes, this is the most he's ever talked to me, ever. Like, my uncle will he'll come all the time and, and, and paint around and stuff like that. And it's one of those things where he's just like, I never hear him talk or laugh or smile. You know, he goes, but this is the most he's just because he's so like worried about like, is it going to be the right color? Is this, is that and stuff? And he's just like, that's how it was a couple of days. I was like, I was talking to Michael. I was like, where's Ryan? He's not responding to anything on Slack. And he goes, oh, he's up at his bar. He's like a kid in a candy store right now. <laughs> It's a pretty cool bar. I, I I was up there today and I was like, "Oh, this looks awesome!" So, yeah, he does seem very excited. He's yeah. asking about what what video games to have in there today. He's, he's all in. We suggested putting in that punching machine that was at the um, FTW, but I don't think I don't think it'll fit. Uh, Katie, uh, where uh, we should tackle some a little bit of wrestling, a little bit, a little, yeah. a little bit of wrestling. Hey, why not? It's not you know. <laughs> Not so much text yeah. or against minds. against convention. We'll against talk about convention. Wrestling. Oh, and also with our first time guests, we do tend to like we should talk some wrestling. Yeah. At what point? At what point does wrestling come into your life? Is it something, you know, dad was watching, brother was watching, or is it just something you discovered on your own? Yeah. As so, as a child, I, I have a brother. He's almost two years older than me, so we were pretty tight, and he was the first one to really get into wrestling. Um, and we had, we we would watch. Whatever was on at the time, I remember it was like, uh, really, we were really into the Stone Cold era. Mm-hmm. Like that was my guy. I was so obsessed with Stone Cold. Um, and then as we got into WCW, we would watch that together. Um, and I, I, this is kind of, I'm gonna go off on a tangent here, but I remember my brother had a Stone Cold 316 T-shirt that was probably from Coles at the time. <laughs> in the 90s so it's pretty accessible and i asked my mom i was like can i get one too and she's like no it's it's just for your brother i was so bummed that i couldn't get a stone cold shirt for myself as a child and i always wanted that shirt um anyway i watched a little bit here and there with my brother then there's like a 20 year dark period wrestling was not even a part of my life and i was working at a bar um, probably five or six years ago, maybe even a little bit longer. And one of the bartenders was really into wrestling. And so I would sit and watch and I, I wasn't like, you know, didn't have a ton of interest in it again. Um, but then one night we were watching, I want to say it was like a Lucha Libre show he had thrown on uh, the big screens. And I saw Cassandro come out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like my my interest was just completely peaked again after that and i was like this is what like, this is the kind of stuff that's happening now um and you know i'm kind of like an unconventional wrestling fan i'm not really into it for like the technical athleticism of it all like i kind of like what's more on the outskirts and hearing about the history of wrestling and how things came to be like i, I love really gimmicky wrestling um, just it's it's just so fun. Like I have always had a, a love of drag, so anything that kind of dips into that side of the spectrum is is super fun for me. And then like same thing with freelance, like g- getting exposed to uh, some of the people from Hood Slam, or there's uh, you know f- I don't know if you're familiar with Freak Show Wrestling out of Vegas. It's just like all really wild gimmicky stuff. So that's most of my exposure. And then I got a little bit back into WWE and didn't 
didn't stay long. And then here comes AEW. And I was like, this is the perfect balance of everything you could ever want. It's just truly there's something for everyone. There was like a tweet I saw. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to pull up the exact tweet because it, it was pretty spot on, at least I feel, with how like you could describe AEW like a, as a company because a lot of people who have either started watching wrestling or, you know, were uh, laps fans and, and sort of have, have since then like come in, you know, it's it's good for them. Uh, the tweet is a uh, AEW is the realistic sports based pro wrestling promotion with at least nine evil wizards. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's great. That I is that. that I feel is the most apt description um, of that company. And you know, do, you, do you know what? Well, and it's funny because you mentioned like Cassandra is like what got you in, and I always love hearing those stories of like what you know what was it with a lapsed fan because like I think like I'm weird in that like I didn't get into wrestling till I was like about like twelve, so I don't think I ever really had like a lapsed period. If I did, it was probably like I don't know maybe like a year or so that I just wasn't intently watching, but I would still keep up with what was going on. And it's like the summer of punk, you know it's what brings me back um but like i like that that it's like something you just independently just happen to stumble on because how many like how many things that like you love and enjoy just you happen to just stumble upon you know it's mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like dave you sat down one day you're like all right well 90s rap is going to be what i really <laughs> love one day like no you just stumbled upon it and yeah. you know it became your thing yeah yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit of a sadist too, so like I found ECW as well. Like I, mm-hmm. I really love deathmatch wrestling. Yeah. I just think it's, I, I don't know, something about it for me. So that was another thing that I was like, okay, there's a lot more for me to see here. Well, yeah, I I think you hit it on the head too. Like with like AEW, and of course we sell a lot of AEW stuff, but we're not being paid to promote this. But like to me what makes it so exciting especially to like lapsed fans like i used to take the train in and w- not the conductor but one of the ticket taker guys um i was wearing i think an aw hoodie or something he goes oh oh you you like aw i'm like yeah he's like i just saw it like he didn't know i worked at pro wrestling tees and he's like oh man it feels like like old uh awa shows or something i was like and then i told him and then like every time i was on the train that he was on the same train with me he would be like oh did you know Cody? Cody Rhodes. That's Dusty Rhodes' son. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, it was this thing. Like, clearly, his frame of reference was from like the seventies and eighties, and then he saw this thing that and he recognized it. Right? Oh, that's the thing I used to like. And not, now he's into it. He was taking his kids, and then this was like right before the pandemic. He's like, oh, I'd love to bring my kid to your shop. I was like, come on in. And it it hasn't happened. But the thing with AEW is like, and I think it was what was really good about WCW around that stone cold time like you had cruiserweights you had luchadors you had big guys like hogan and like there was like if you didn't like big wwe style guys you could see Rey mysterio flipping around or you could watch chris benoit you know doing what he does best (laughs) at that time um but and it's the same thing with aew now you got some of the best technical wrestlers but then you have all the best stuff of the stuff you only heard about, like PWG style, like silliness. Like on paper, Orange Cassidy's ridiculous. Like it would never work. Who would who would sign some guy like that? And then you see it and it clicks. Or Danhausen. We were talking about Danhausen, which, you know, 
we just found out Dan Housen signed with AEW. Yeah, perfect timing. Who would give that guy a platform? Like, WWE wouldn't know what to do with the guy. They would put another dumb gimmick on top of his gimmick. And just he shows up and the whole crowd is chanting Danhausen and who could have who could have guessed four years ago that that would have been the case for something like this so yeah I I too had a lot of wrestling as a kid in fact like I got in trouble in first grade for roughhousing and then I used wrestling as an excuse to my mom's like why are you doing this I was like it's wrestling and then I couldn't watch wrestling for three years and then I came back to it and then stuff started getting old and then I found Pro Wrestling Tees and started working there. And then I, I started learning about Ring of Honor and the Young Bucks. And then Bullet Club was really cool at the time. And now we have AEW. And like we've all had like our little fingerprints all over that. And I, I kind of like that. To me, that's one of my favorite things other than the friendships that we form. It's that, um, you know, there seems to be this misconception that we're some giant conglomerate. Um, and that's been going around on social media. And I don't want to get too far into it. But like... We're a small company. We're bigger than other small companies, but we're still a small company. We're tight-knit enough where we can walk from one end of the building to the other and see everybody. And we can walk right into Ryan's office and talk to him. Like, we don't have to schedule a meeting with his secretary. And just the fact that, you know, even maybe three years ago, what do we have, like 20 employees? Uh, about, I mean, it's like... So I've been there, I think I have maybe like a year or so on you. Like it's, yeah. it'll be seven years for me mm-hmm. in May, yeah, June, right. something like that. And um, when I first started, it was literally four printers, Nick Pressing, mm-hmm. uh, Vinny, Karima, Brittany. It was 14 of us. Yeah. maybe maybe yeah. 14 us if you include fred yeah you know and it just it wasn't a lot and yeah like it's just we've just grown so much yeah. like it's again that it's not to the point where like sometimes i feel bad because i'll tell stories of like yeah we used to go to ryan's lake house and mm-hmm. everyone would sleep over and we'd go do this this and that and go it's play like kickball or some shit yeah and yeah. like wow do you think we're gonna do this like no There's we are four people. times <laughs> bigger than we were then like we wouldn't all fit. Well, I mean, just for reference, by the time I came in, we didn't have the retail store building, which, you know, now it doesn't have, like, mannequins and stuff. It's all dedicated to other processes. But we didn't have that. Um, we didn't have the warehouse in the back. Pro Wrestling Crate was done in the main building, in, like, the Frank, lunchroom. Frank and I would take over the kitchen for a week. Yeah, and there would be stacks of boxes. I can't even imagine that. Yeah, no, and that's there would so be bins wild. of knickknacks and, uh, like... Uh, Socko pins and bingo pads, and then eventually they couldn't stack that many boxes in there. They put it in in the room we're in now, Katie, and like there would be like two thousand boxes, and that was like holy shit. And we'd have to hand carry them out to the truck, literally from where Jimmy's desk is to probably right up to where Dave's computer is. Yeah, was just stacks almost to the ceiling of boxes, and even then, like it was still not often like enough space you know and then i mean like shipping was in our room it was paul and zis and then they got in there because they moved nick out who was doing hat embroidery like he was just sitting there on a machine and like it was it was it was a little cozy a little cramped in there but again it was one of those things of like 
we're getting by on, by the seat of our pants. Now, if we had 2,000 crates, it's a fatal disaster. Like, what did we do wrong? God, I wish. Trust <laughs> me, there's nights that I wish that's all we had. Yeah, but but now we got conveyor belts and packaging, and, and we got, like, a nice line going. And and because of the growth that we've had, we've been able to bring on people. And, we've and you know, this goes back to you joining. It's like every time we have someone join the team, there's always kind of a fear of, like, are they, like, a psycho wrestling fan because we've had people like that apply. We've had people that here that worked. Yeah, and we just, have people here that work yeah, currently, and you can always tell they they got that crazy eye. Um, and then there's also that fear of like, like, will they, will they get it? Will they get along? Like, will they fit? Like, the first Jericho cruise we went, we went with um, uh, Hot Topic Joe and Taffy, and we would be sitting on them, and we're just laying into each other, but like with love right we're just pummeling the shit out of each other and joe he looks over and he's got a smirk on his face and he goes i don't know one he says i don't know how all of you are here because if this if this bus crashes pro wrestling tease is done but he's also like this this couldn't exist in like the hot topic corporate situation he's like but i mean that in a good way like there's no way we could all be doing this there'd be protocol and you you know there would be rules and hr would get involved in things and like so that's always our fear it's like will the chemistry be there and i think you fit in perfectly and i could tell i could tell when i first saw you here i could tell you were a little nervous because you were kind of like shuffling around (laughs) um and none of that's there now and i'm i'm really glad i think i asked you i was like how's everything going you're like i think it's going okay and i was like okay good i mean typically it is just like you know, like I like I see with you, you just go in the back and start talking to people and like a little yeah. bit of chit chat here and there, because like you're you're in like I don't want to say the unfortunate place, but you're one of those people that you for the most part you have to be at your desk. Yeah, you know, just again answering phone calls, doing emails, like you know, like fr- like Frank and I I sort of fall into that with Frank, where it's like I don't have to necessarily be in one area, so sometimes it's like. All right, I wonder what customer service is up to. I wonder mm-hmm. what fucking, you know, what uh, Juan is doing over by Sean. I wonder how many shoes he has. Like, I just kind of just like walk around so it's easier. And then sometimes because of that, like people in shipping don't necessarily, you know, like go over to the, to the front to, right. to, you know, to the one hour T side and, and just things like that. And sometimes also there's people who do, but don't really talk and just keep to themselves, don't do anything. But like, again, you just being the nice, personable person that like you are. Yeah, you know, it's been a delight. Yeah, it's, it's been a delight. It's been really fun, and I, it's been fun getting to know everyone in, in the printing, the back area. Like Jeanette and Gigi are my girls now. Yeah. Love those two. Mark's back there. Always just a treat to see him. Um, Jacob, you know, everyone back there is cool. But yeah, it's been really fun. I'm able to escape my desk once in a while and go see my friends over there. Uh, before we get out of here, I, of course, I have to because I was speaking with her earlier, bringing this up, and she was very excited that we were going to have you on here. But, uh, you know, as well as, you know, being f- friends of the show with us and being friends of, uh, you know, the Allen Club as well, uh, there's another thing that you very much love. And, of course, that's Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Oh, I you know, sure do. Marty you know Gerson, Actually, Sarah Shockey. She is well, literally right now representing. wearing, yeah, the, the heart Sarah's logo. Uh, I thought it would give me strength to get through this podcast today. So, How do you discover Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling? Because, of course, for you know, for those of you unaware, you know, they're sort of, you, you, they're 
a wrestling podcast. I, I say that they do talk wrestling, but it's not like a wrestling review show or anything right. like that. You know, Marty DeRosa, number one, uh, you know, uh, comedian in Chicago, as far as I'm fucking concerned. And Sarah, just the nicest person. She's whose voice you hear at the beginning of the mm-hmm. show. But how, how is greatest, it? The greatest voice. Greatest commentator, voice as far as I'm angel. concerned. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I actually, one of my best friends that, I we actually have matching wrestling tattoos. He was like, "You gotta listen to this podcast." He's like, "You love comedy, you love wrestling, you gotta listen to it." Um, and I I started at the beginning, and I was like, "This is fantastic!" Like just all all the buddies on the show, I love um, Marty and Sarah are just the loveliest, most wonderful human beings ever. Sarah's laugh uh, makes my entire day. Yeah, I just I just adore them. They're really great people. So I found them and I I stayed caught up. I listen to it every single week. Go see them at their events as often as I can. Yeah, they're just they're doing great things. They're really wonderful people. Definitely, like again, I I love I I proclaim myself you know, one of the proteges of, of Marty DeRosa. Don't know if he says that, but he says he loves me. So <laughs> you know, we'll we'll go ahead with that. Um, honestly. I've not even realized we've been sitting here for about an hour now yeah. talking wow. you know, a giant sized episode. Uh, but that of course only means that, you know, we're going to have to have you back on because I think there's some, like we haven't even talked about all like uh, all the times we've encountered you a little buzzy wuzzy at like freelance shows. We haven't talked about stunt boy, uh, you know, there's, oh, so yes. uh, yeah, there, there's, and the- your burgeoning uh, gospel career. <laughs> gospel. Yeah. Weren't you going to be like a gospel singer once? Oh yeah, that's why I moved to Chicago. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot, a lot more people don't know about me. Yep. <laughs> well, there you go. As we a, can plumb the depths. Yeah, yeah. A, as a little you know teaser for for next time, you'll get to hear about many of these wonderful things. Um, and yeah, do you have anything to plug? Anything you wanna? Anyone you wanna shout out? Anything before we uh, get the he double hockey sticks out of here? Um, I you know if you have any interest in finding me, I'm at Katie Fabe on Instagram and Twitter. Just spreading uh, positivity wherever I can, all over the internet. Well, and before we go, just to add on to that, um, while we do have some unsavory replies to our customer service, and while it can be brutal, you shared on your Twitter a a beautiful message. Like, if you get a chance, I I won't say what it is. Go see it. Like, I will say for, for all the angry, you know, punching bag stuff you get, I got to believe like stuff like that kind of makes it worth it. Right. Like there was a beautiful story told by someone that said, I don't have a complaint. I don't have a request. I just want you to know this is a story that I have to share on on how this company had a piece in affecting their life. And it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I asked him if I had permission to share and and maybe I will, if you want to pop by my page, I'll make that my pin tweet for a little while. Yeah. It's a really, it's a a ray of sunshine. Everyone should read it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was, it was a really fun thing. Um, you know, considering considering how angry everyone was at each other, mostly because of me, uh, the last few days, it was nice seeing you know seeing that because again, it's yeah. uh, here we we at the PWT has to try to be a little bit more positive and yeah. you know, and it's also good to see you know some general positivity. Yeah, because, not everyone's crazy mad all the time. So yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, trying to get everyone over. Yeah, that's all I want. Yep. Well, hey, part two, we're going to hear about this uh, gospel singing career of yours, <laughs> and I uh, can't wait to have you back on, Katie. Hey, thanks yep. for having me. This has been great. Thank you again to the wonderful Katie for uh, for that interview, and as well as for Dave for, for temporarily coming out of retirement for that one. Um, 
you know, boy, the, the man has not lost a step since then. Uh, and yeah, it, it was fun having him back on. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, yeah, it's been quite a little bit of a longer episode than you guys have been used to in the last while. At least I think so. I don't know. To me, I, I don't, you know, I listen to them the one time that I record everything through all the way. Um, I'm upset that you, well, not upset, but you, you don't watch, Bo, you don't watch Book of Boba Fett. You're not a Star Wars fan yet. Um, yet. But yet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but for those of you guys who did watch it, how about this week's fucking episode? Huh? It, it was a fun episode. It was it was uh, it was like a Mandalorian epilogue. More than that, it was not that much Boba Fett. But uh, I am excited to see where that goes. Again, uh, shoot shoot over your theories because myself and a friend of the show Marty DeRosa, uh, we've been talking nonstop about what we think is going to happen. Um, so that should be fun. Uh, yeah peacemaker as well peacemaker's been fucking awesome again babe you don't watch it but i can assure you it's been great john cena truly is the goat um i was a little i was i was bummed out that he didn't come out at the royal rumble dressed as peacemaker as that would have been fun um but nobody in that company knows what hbo is so there's no way they would be like yeah john cena come out as peacemaker uh hey speaking of wrestling um we'll be at this wednesday's uh, aew show uh so you know you'll you'll be able to find us i'm sure you look hard enough you'll see me i'll be in my post wrestling hat of course i you know i gotta gotta represent um but yeah again a thank you to everyone who's uh who's listened who stuck around 131 as as much of a trivial number as it sounds uh myself and dave when we started this didn't think we'd get to like 31 let alone 131 and uh, while he has taken a little bit of a backseat it is fun hearing him on here and uh you guys know me i'm always gonna try and wrangle him on here whenever whenever i can as well as bring other people and stuff like that you know I, again i mentioned this is only the first time you hear my uh my wonderful girlfriend and uh you know she'll she'll definitely be back on hopefully i would i would hope um but speaking of some wonderful people i need to give a shout out to another a group of uh, particularly wonderful people and that's of course uh the wonderful sponsors uh of the show i guess you could say the friends of the show um of course talking about the patrons of the show uh without you guys you know it's it's not really possible there you guys your support means uh your support means the world to us and i i really do mean that when i say it um but of course uh i'm gonna go ahead and give a shout out to uh our boy clifford fraser uh the man himself jesse kohlenberg uh my little buddy mark villanueva who's now into euphoria so i can't wait to uh go talk some euphoria with him uh the man himself joshua davis who love the man always send me some top quality memes the invincible man himself ryan mears who god damn it is he really invincible this man uh was working outside in this godforsaken midwest weather and uh he lived so god bless him god bless of course our man neil flanagan uh our boy jonathan mayer hot topic joe ryan crossley taffy vivian uh my boy anthony torres my godfather jesus shout out jesus shout out jesus uh good old brad b dornick uh katie skinner katie fape herself our boy steve feast uh rachel and of course uh stupid michael himself uh thank you guys again for joining us again um if you're interested in joining the patreon wait until tomorrow the first uh, i will be releasing a schedule of what you'll be able to expect on the show as uh i'm, I'm going to try and do that so just to a little bit one accountability but also so that you guys can see what 
uh, you know, you sign up for. There's a ton of old episodes of movie reviews, conspiracy stuff, Power Ranger stuff that, you know, I, I've done there. If you guys want to hear some more Power Ranger stuff, again, Trevor does this with me now, and boy loves talking some Power Rangers. Um, so, yeah, thank you again, you guys, uh, for listening. And uh, for the PWT cast this week, I've been Scrump. And this is Veronica. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. And so, I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang.